Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm not alone. Say hello. Hi. This is Tiles. We are currently in Noosa sitting and looking at the most beautiful view. And we're like, let's rip out a potty. Let's do it. So, do you want to tell people listening who you are and what you do? Yeah, for sure. Hello, guys. I'm so excited to be on Mel's potty. Um, I bought this little mic in my bag on the way here. <laughs> um, so, I'm Tiles. I am an online health and mindset coach. I am also a business mentor. I am a fiance. I am a dog mom. I'm a gym lover. I love food. I love gym and all that type of stuff. Um, I'm also friends with Mel. So we met, <laughs> what, last year? Yeah. Uh, we met too. last year at an in-person event, which I think is just so on brand for us, like leaving our comfort zone and putting ourselves out there like that. And from the first day I met her, I'm like, oh, yep, she's my human. Um, and so just being here today in Noosa, just like having a spontaneous weekend away where we can actually go away on a holiday, but then come here and talk depth on a fucking podcast. Again, on brand for us. Um, I love self-development. I love mindset work. I love all of that type of stuff. Um, I also am currently coaching Mel for the health and fitness. So we've been able to bring that dynamic in as well. Um, and then I feel like she, you know, helps with my mind a lot. Uh, so we just bounce off each other well. Hey? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because we went to Sydney, this in-person event, and we met in Sydney, but we live like 15 minutes from each other. Yeah. But we met in another state. Yeah. Isn't that funny? It's funny. It's so cool though. And like now it's like full circle, like we're in another state out of our comfort zones, but like so comfortable and safe. Because if you actually like um, counted on our hands how many times we've actually met in person, yeah. it'd like probably be what, like six times? Yet yeah. it feels like I've known you a lifetime and I feel 100%. so comfortable coming away and you know like both of us, we're very selective with who we let in our world and equally I wouldn't just go away with someone because having to sit on the plane and then yeah. an hour to the airport, like that's a lot of fucking conversation, right? Having to poo next to someone. <laughs> like you, you don't feel safe to just poo next to anyone. You know? No, like, and so I think, um, yeah, that's been awesome to kind of have an expensive friendship like this that... I think I really had to work on, as you know, we both know, like I had to let go of a lot of friendships to welcome in these types. And I think I'm in such a good place now where my relationships are so solid. And yeah, I'm just grateful to be here and having this conversation. Today. What, what do you think like has contributed to us? Because it's like, quite clear and obvious that we've collapsed time. Yeah. Like with our friendship, crazy collapsing time. Like a lot of people, even Sean was like, wow, you guys have got close really quick they don't really understand it and and I don't think you understand it until you you have that Mm -hmm. and what do you like I know what I think has contributed but I want to know what do you think has contributed to us collapsing so much time in our friendship and it's just having because this to me the trust and the safety we have in our friendship could take 10 years for some people yeah so what I think it is is first of all like we are very, very um, solid in who we are as humans. And I think that really shows. So number one, we like, we're not putting on this facade. There's no mask. And I think from day one, um, what I felt from you was you were your full authentic self mm. and that bled through and like you were so fucking open like just fucking rolling back into a big fart <laughs> I'm like okay this bitch is like genuinely just herself but your level of honesty and openness made me feel really safe to then open up myself and I don't feel that with a lot of people and I think that's what brings a lot of depth to friendships is when you know it's like breaking the ice vibe where people fucking can break the ice for like a year mm. and it's like from day one like like I've told you some of my deepest darkest shit right and so I think we know pretty much everything about each other Mm. um and we've had such expensive conversations we don't beat around the bush and I think we trust that we both have emotional intelligence so I wouldn't just go for a walk with any friend and start talking about the things that we talk about because Mm. maybe they're not there yet and that's okay and I can't project that but also it's there's truth to that yeah and so I think we're both on the same level where we can just dive in and just trust that the other person's going to understand and equally it's because of that safety you need I like everyone's like what do you mean safety but like you need trust and safety to open up and I feel no judgment 
Mm-hmm. And if I feel judged or like someone's not solid in a friendship, I will lean out. So yeah. from day one, we've both just lent the fuck in and just allowed ourselves to be ourselves. And there's no ego. Yeah. Right? Like I can tell you about my problems, even in my coaching business and you're a client. Yeah. And like, I'm not trying to be the big coach and like yeah. and present we, myself like that. Yeah. And we keep those, those two things really separate. Absolutely. Like, we don't really sit here and talk about my macros or... But it's also just our lifestyle. But yeah. sometimes we do. And, and I think the other thing as well is like we have a lot of like deep and like quite let's call them dark conversations about our dark sides like quotations dark sides and like our our deepest darkest fears and secrets but it doesn't it's really funny our friendship has a lot of duality in it and so we can sit there and, and, and talk about deep fears or our you know traumas or whatever and then five minutes later i'll have a i'll fart and we'll have a laugh and we'll have a joke about something do you know though like we can keep things light and we can't, I, I think that's really important to have the ability to be able to hold both. It doesn't only ever need to just be deep and... Truthfully, though, I probably wouldn't have... I'm a very... Um, I have a very big sense of humour. That's a big part of my life. And so I don't think I could hold a friendship that I have to be super serious. It would be heavy. I actually wouldn't want to see them all the time because it's like, I just want to have a joke. Mm, like, that's really important to me. Yeah. And this is that whole, like, it's good to have high standards but it also not so high, you can't be a human. Yeah, for sure. And I love high standards and I love holding myself to high standards. But equally, I like to literally like, well, in the car <laughs> on the way to the <laughs> fucking dinner last night. And Mel's like telling the Uber driver that like I'm famous on OnlyFans and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> and then I do your content, I take your content for you. Like, where did that even come from? But like, do you know what I mean? It was a lie, guys, just so you know. Yeah, I'll so. Alone. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might need to make a, a, a thing out of this. Oh, by the way, I'm also on Only that. Um, <laughs> credit to them. But yeah, I just feel like it's, it's a combination of everything. It's the sense of humor, it's then the depth, it's. Being able to just go away spontaneously, I love that too. We're mm. putting ourselves in rooms where we can get closer. Mm. Whereas I think a lot of people are like, you know, just doing things with friends that doesn't really allow them to, you know, with uh, in the car on the way here, one hour, sitting at the airport, another hour or two, on the plane. You know what I mean? There's so yeah. much time where you have to talk. Mm. But on the plane, we also just like watched movies and we really didn't speak on the plane. That's the other just great thing of, about yeah, our friendship. You know, you're solid when like, you can just chill on your phone or something. They cannot have to entertain the other person. And not fill space. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not sitting there. I know for me, and I can't say for you, you feel the same, but I'm sure you probably do. I don't sit here and feel, if we're sitting here in silence or we're just having to scroll through our photos that we just took because we're content queens, like that's quite obvious by now. We both love our social media and stuff like that. And so if we, we have social media presences and it's like, that's obviously how we run our businesses. So we know that that's just a part of it. I don't ever sit here when I'm looking through photos or whatever I don't ever feel like, oh, I should get off my phone and we should be talking. Like, it doesn't feel... It feels really natural, do you feel? Oh, yeah. It's like a relationship, right? You don't sit... Yeah. Like, if you're with your partner, you're so happy in the car to be in silence mm. sometimes. And I think that's important, too, to recharge our batteries and, and we're, we're both sleeping in a separate room because we both need our time to recharge and we respect those boundaries. Yeah. And I think a lot of friends are so dependent on, like, they have to be there the whole time, otherwise the other person, you know, might feel uncomfortable or whatnot. And I'm like... We need our space and we're grown adults and we understand that, like, yeah. we respect those boundaries yeah. and that's what works too. And yeah. we don't take it personally. If yeah. you're like, I need to go in the room and I need space, I wouldn't be like, <laughs> oh my God, am I too much? Yeah. Be like, yeah, cool. Yeah, sweet. Me too. Yeah, thank God for that. Because yeah, Because I'm starting to feel depleted. <laughs> you're annoying yeah. me now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. get the fuck out of here and I go. <laughs> and, like, and, and that's, it's interesting too because when it comes to people pleasing, I don't feel that with you and so I know and I I think this contributes to what has built deep trust yeah can I ask what you think why we've been able to the same like I think the same and I also think that there's no and this was like that conversation of the people pleasing I don't feel like if you say yes I know you mean yes like I actually know that it's a yes I never feel like oh she doesn't actually want to be here Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting because I said I spoke to you about this the other day, but like with the being in my DMs, usually my friends are in my DMs a lot and we're very like, you know, chatting all the time. And sometimes to me that actually feels like I've, I've got two kids, I've got a business, two businesses actually, like technically three, you know, I'm busy, I'm doing things. I don't need to be in my DMs all the time. So for me, that was a bit at the start. I was like, oh, we're not in each other's DMs. Maybe she doesn't care about me as much as I think. But then it's like having, and I obviously told you that, that that was a projection that I potentially had, but 
then I realise it's just that we're busy people. And equally, like, even if I'm not busy, I'm not going to be thinking, oh, I have to just talk to Mel. It's like... To maintain a friendship. Yeah, I just trust that we're great friends and that... I um, don't actually have time for needy friends in a way of like, I have time for you. If you need to have a chat, babe, like let's meet up and go for a walk. I don't just want to be in DMs all day voice messaging whilst I love doing that sometimes. It's like I'd rather add depth rather than just like the surface level things just all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of – I respect that you're a mum. You have your job. You have your business. I'm talking to so many clients every day. It's like I think people just rely heavily on their friends to have to feel needed or like they have a solid friendship where I just trust we have a solid friendship and I can talk to you. Mm -hmm. I I think people take it too far as well where they don't talk to their friends at all and then I'm like, oh, I can just see you a couple of times a year and it's still amazing. It's like you still want to be seeing them frequently. Yeah. Even if it's every fortnight or whatever. Like still – and if I hadn't seen you, I'd message you. I'd be like, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Um. But, yeah, I don't feel the need. I'm not that type of friend that's going to be messaging you every day asking how you are. Mm. Um, I will do it a few times, but yeah. do you know what I mean? But I'm also the kind of person that doesn't need to be messaged. To, so I've got a lot of friendships where we won't message each other for, like, weeks and weeks, but we just equally know that we still love each other. Yeah. And, we don't, and then when we see each other, it's like we have so much to talk about, so it's amazing. And I think that people have a lot of people-pleasing tendencies, and, and this is something I've had to really work through, of like saying no when I actually want to mm-hmm. and not say not just saying yes because I feel like I'll be a quotations bad friend. Yeah. And so even on this trip, like, uh, you know, do we want to walk that way? Do we want to walk that way? And a lot of the time, like, well, what do you want to do? Well, what do you want to do? But then when one of us doesn't actually want to do it, we'll actually just be like, I don't want to go that way. Let's go that mm-hmm. way. And we have that ability and that safety to speak up. And, and that is what contributes to a lot of trust. Yeah. Because I actually really struggle to trust people who are people please. Mm-hmm. Because like, like, what do you actually want? And then you feel like, are you even doing what you want to want to be here? Do you want to be at this restaurant? It's almost like, yeah, then you don't feel solid with like that energy's yuck. Yeah. Like that's a yuck energy for questioning me. Yeah. everything. And then, and then you go, like, you, you actually don't know where you stand yeah. with someone. Whereas with you, I know where you stand, where we, where we stand. I know where our friendships are. It's it's honest. It's sometimes brutal. Like, yep. I'm not going to lie. Like, there's been things you've reflected to me where I'm like, can we change the subject now? <laughs> me I'm, too. I'm sure you felt the same way. But, like, it's okay. And we don't actually always have to agree. And I think as well, like, down to our core, we know it's the most purest intention. So even if it does hurt, it's like, I know this is coming from a really good place opposed to like they're trying to hurt my feelings or you know some friends that are like are you just literally like like what is your intent here (laughs) but they there are people out there and I've had friends like that that feel threatened or whatever yeah or that feel I don't know what they feel but they it's like you some people when they're around people in, in their power it pushes people out of theirs or some people's bigness can make other people feel small and that's not our intention we're both big personalities I believe and we probably have big energies and big presence and I think for some people they that would actually push them out of their power if they weren't fully standing in theirs Mm. probably why we've been able to have a friendship that's so clean and connected because we're both just in our power yeah and I think what helps as well is like yes we're in our power but like things flow so well like even being on social media Mm -hmm. right like we're so comfortable with taking up space there and speaking up. So even on this trip, like we're happy to do our content. We're happy to, you know, everything is our lifestyle. And I think that it all merges so well. Like we said, we met at that event, Mm -hmm. like who flies to an event to do like an in-person, you know, class type vibe. Do you know what I mean? And so of course, when you're putting yourself in those rooms, you're going to attract people that are on a similar Frequency. frequency. It's a frequency thing for sure. Like the oysters. We were talking about frequency yesterday. Like, Oysters taste good, but they don't. They're not. They don't taste that good. And we paid six dollars per oyster yesterday, and we were like, "It's a frequency thing." So, we also had some cocktails yesterday, which were delish. And it's interesting because I think for a little while, and I, I had this thing where I believed that I couldn't be a coach and drink, mm-hmm. and I stopped. I actually didn't stop drinking. I just stopped telling anyone that I drank Mm. and I think this is something now that I've integrated a lot but I want to like get your thoughts and stuff on having high standards and still being human and I know you're a fitness coach and like there's this congruency talk right 
but sometimes people they take the congruency thing way too far and then they stop doing what they love yeah right and, living. and that's like my style of health and fitness coaching so when I say like health and mindset coaching what I do is like training programs nutrition mindset work and really the the core thing is trying to get you to have the best lifestyle possible mm. right and it's catered to the individual a lifestyle that you thrive off and for some you know, that's not drinking for some, that's having some drinks. And I think doing it in a really healthy way that feels good for you, everything to me ties back to a feeling. So how does that feel? If you're at home drinking on the couch because you're trying to numb away a shit day at work, not the vibe. If you're at Noosa with your bestie and you want to have a mug and that feels good, that's amazing and not writing myself off. You know what I mean? And so it, it really does come with context of how it feels. Like even the eating piece, if you want chocolate, are you binging in the cupboard on chocolate because you can't control your emotions or you're trying to get that dopamine hit versus, oh my God, I just feel really good and want a chalky because I love it. Yeah. So frequency. Frequency. Yeah. Coming back to that. And so the way that I see it is like, I was the same. I went through a phase where I was like, you know, I'm a health and fitness coach. I can't do this or show this or do that. But I think it's been something I've been very, very good at is always showing that side. Like I'm a big foodie and there's no denying that. And if I was suppressing that side of me or making it wrong, then I wouldn't be living in alignment. And so people can feel that. Mm -hmm. And I think what makes me, me is having that balance where, and I don't know if you want to call it balance, but you know, I'll get up every day at 4am and I'll go to, go to gym and then I'll track during the week and I nourish my body with good quality whole foods. But then on the weekend I go out for a meal or if I go away, I'm happy to not track and I'm happy to get, you know, an acai bowl for breakfast, but then like a big hearty meal for lunch and then cocktails at dinner. And like, that feels good. Or we, we got a box of favorites with the bloody <laughs> Airbnb host. And I'm not going to be like, Oh, I can't have any chocolates. Like I actually just want them. And it's, and it's okay. And I think, um, again, for so long, I wronged myself for loving food or like going out and, and doing these things. And I think in the industry, people can hold themselves to such high standards that they're doing it for someone else. It's like, who are you doing this for? Because I went through a phase where I cut off a lot of the things that I love and was just eating whole foods. And I'm like, yeah, but I actually love every now and then having a Pepsi Max, like, yeah. you know, and I don't have it every day. Um, but I, I have it now once a week. So it's like being selective, like, you still want to hold yourself to standards where I was like, okay, I'm not going to have that every day because for me, it doesn't react well to my gut, but I also enjoy it. So I'm going to have it once a week because what I've seen as a coach is like you deprive yourself, you restrict yourself, you're going to be miserable, then you're going to blow out, Yeah. right? So it's like, how can you create the most healthy, sustainable lifestyle possible? You want longevity. What the fuck's the point of doing it if you do it for 12 weeks and then you go back to everything else, right? So I see people being like, nope, I'm not drinking. And then they'll go, they'll go and get absolutely sloshed or do it in private. And it's like, if you could just integrate a couple of glasses of wine on the weekend and mm. keep it to that one day, instead of having it every night, that's better than nothing. Yeah. Does yeah. this make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think like for us last night, so yes, like for people that don't know, we went, we're in New South. So we went out last, we went out, quotations, we went out at 5pm for dinner. And we had a few cocktails and then we went to another bar and let, like had one more drink and then we, we, we were both tired like, it was like we, 6 o'clock yeah and we, we kind of knew that like that was what felt good for us but me even a year ago would have pushed myself through that because like I would have been like the other person wants to stay out yeah or you know I've got to be the fun friend so I've got to keep drinking and I just looked at you I remember being like do you want to just go home and chill on the couch and then we came home I didn't what was it like 9 o'clock or something we got home at like 8 8 and we had like a moon milk and we just sat on these couches that we're sitting on now and just like chatted for ages and then had some melatonin and went to bed and then we got up this morning and got an acai bowl and went on a big, you know, walk. We've already done 10K steps. It's like nine o'clock on our holiday and we're recording a podcast, Yeah. <laughs> you know, but then today we're going to go out for a delicious, delicious lunch and who knows where the day takes us. Yeah. Um, but I think like I've had so many messages recently because a little bit about me as well, I used to compete in bodybuilding and, you know, for 22 weeks of a prep, I would deprive myself from everything that I loved. I couldn't go out for a meal for the whole 22 weeks. I had to track everything to the gram you know, it affected relationships, like friendships were hard because I had no energy to give. And that was hard because I deprived myself from so many things. And now I'm in this era of like doing what actually makes me happy mm-hmm. and what makes me feel good. And like, 
I have had so many compliments from really close people to me recently of like, fuck, you look the happiest you've ever looked. Like you're glowing. You look amazing. You you look so happy. And I'm like, I actually am. And people feel that and they can see that. Mm. And that's because I'm living in such alignment of like, like I said, I wake up every day and move my body and respect my body and love my body. And that includes maybe having a drink every now and then that includes, you know, having a meal out and that feels really good. And that's what it means to be living um, and doing things that feel good opposed to me like a few years ago like I came from a really poor relationship with food I, I was binge eating and I was like I'm not a few years ago like six years ago seven years ago like growing up that's mm-hmm. why I'm here today to be the coach that I needed but I did have a really poor relationship with food and so I know how important it is for me to be in this place um, and there's a very different feeling like the frequency of again sitting at home and ordering a large pizza and sitting on the couch and just feeling sluggish and gross first getting like something delicious that yeah. feels good yeah it's a feeling it is and when we talk about frequency and the energetic transaction of food this is something i had to really work on because i let, let's use uh pizza as an example like you just said pizza on the couch for some people pizza on the couch would be a low frequency and that would feel yuck and they'd go into a shame spiral afterwards because they feel disgusting and they only ate the pizza because they wanted either a dopamine hit they wanted to, um, it was just, they couldn't be bothered cooking, they didn't have time, didn't have time, I'm going to say that in quotations, versus imagine like, you know, we might be sitting here tonight and we love pizza and we sit here and we eat a pizza and we have a conversation and it's a high, it's the same food, different frequency. Yeah, exactly right. It's not actually necessarily the thing, it's the energy or the frequency behind why are you having that thing and it, like they're saying with alcohol we we had alcohol last night that felt to me i think i had four cocktails or something like that throughout yesterday that felt amazing i could sit here and have four cocktails or i could be at home and have four cocktails and it could come from a place of i'm so stressed my kids are giving me the shits today and i'm just gonna have four cocktails to numb my stress and re-regulate my nervous system yeah that's a low frequency same things different frequency Mm. and that's where people need to really look at even when they're spending their money are they spending their money because they want a dopamine hit from the online shopping and then the, it, the thing comes and they're like, why did I even buy that? Or are they are they spending the money because they're like, oh, I love those New Balance runners. Mel has them and I want them. I'm going to buy them. High frequency transaction. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes so much sense and it's so common even with my clients. I'm like, that's why it's really important to know what place you're doing it from. So if they're like, fuck, I was like, I've went over calories. I'm like okay, but what context? Is it like you went out for a meal with your partner on a Saturday, the sun was shining and it it felt so good? Or was it like, I've been so stressed and depriving myself that I'm blowing out? And so I think it also just comes back to um, being realistic with your expectations and what your goals are as well. So if I was in a deficit right now and I wanted to be in a fat loss phase and I really wanted to achieve my goals, I'd be making smarter choices. I know right now I'm in a phase that does require a lot more flexibility and freedom. So even at home, I can go out for dinner once a week and stuff like that and even for you Mel we've had a discussion where we do have a little bit more flexibility but during the week you're bang on Mm -hmm. um but you know it's going to come with slower results and so if I have clients who are doing these types of things and then saying I'm not getting results I'm not doing this I'm not doing that it's like you you need to be realistic with what you're trying to achieve and what phase you're in in your life because that's I'm going to feel good for you too. Yeah. And I also think it's not using this conversation around us saying have high standards, but also be human as a cop out Mm. because you can take it too far and you can be like, oh, but I'm still a human. So I can still eat this pizza and I can still have quotations balance, but actually have a look at your balance. Is it really balance or is it really just you being like, like stroking your own ego yeah like like last week i knew that this weekend were coming away and i knew that i'd probably have cocktails and in eating out so last weekend when i was at the motocross i packed my chicken roll for lunch i packed my snacks in a bag so i wasn't eating from the canteen but you also said to me um i think yesterday you said to me that yes you go out for dinner but you won't go out for dinner unless your day has set you up to be able to do that so you'll pull back on 
say fats and carbs during that day and you'll have a lighter breakfast and a lighter lunch because it actually wouldn't feel like a good energetic exchange if you went out for dinner and you were full and eating heavy things because you'd know you'd be taking steps back from your goal Mm. and your number one priority is showing up as your best self and so if you had all these big meals and then went out for meal and cocktail and then you felt sluggish the next day and you knew you were further away from the person you're trying to become Mm. that doesn't feel good so it's like you do it in a way where you're setting yourself up and even today if I know I'm having a big dinner like I'll make smarter choices during the day, not just to look a certain way, to feel a certain way. Yeah. That's how I feel good. Yeah. And that's what it always comes back to is like, how do you want to feel like, and I, it never used to be that way for me. It was always like, how do you want to look? How do you want to look? And mm. so I deprived myself so much. Yeah. Whereas now that I focus on how I want to feel like my energy has never been better. Like I've, I've never felt happier or more content in who mm. I am or my lifestyle. And that looks very different to how I thought my body should look, but I feel fucking amazing. And so now I have that, that reminder. Yeah. Well, like when you were shredded, you were having your ego stroked 24 seven. Let's use, sh- when I say shredded, you look fucking stunning now, but you competed, right? Yeah, so you shredded. were like fucking like, yeah. Think of bikini. Was it bikini comp? Yeah. Yeah. So that you know, you were doing that. You were like getting all of the the validation and all of the ego strokes that felt really great. But think about your mindset and where you were at mentally in that time, and looking at now where you're at a higher what do you call it higher body, body fat percentage, yeah. and your life that you're living in your mindset now, like. What, what's the difference and obviously what would you well for starters like I couldn't be here doing this because yeah. I'd miss my steps there's no gym I can't track couldn't go out for dinner and it's more stress mm-hmm. right I've got no energy and so it is energy of like I actually have fuel in my body and my brain to be able to do these things but yeah like the ego stroke and, and the the last comp that I did it was really hard because I had a lot more emotional intelligence and I remember feeling so guilty of being like fuck, this doesn't actually feel good right now because I don't like what I'm preaching. And I also realized, who am I doing this for? And I loved the validation and I loved getting my ego stroked and I loved all of that stuff. But the aftermath was so damaging. And I'm like, I can't do this five years from now. Like, like, what am I doing this for? And whilst I loved the challenge and I loved pushing myself and like, that's what I really did enjoy. Um, I can do that in other ways without depriving myself of everything that I love. Mm. So I think the difference is like, Everything right now is out of a place of love and like genuinely longevity. And I think when you're doing things like that, that are so short lived and so damaging again, like my hormones were so dysregulated and and out of whack and imbalanced. Um, You know, my, my skin was horrible. I lost my period. Like I had no social life. I actually like had no friends. Um, And so like, obviously how was that going to feel? And then equally on top of that, not feeling worthy or good enough because you know, you have to get on stage and be judged with all these other women so it's always like okay you, you never feel good enough because it's always like you've got to be leaner you've got to be leaner mm. and so just getting to a place that's like being enough in your own mind and body um, and not relying on that external validation and now what I'm realizing is it feels so much fucking better getting clients getting messages um, from people who actually want you for your mind and not how you look and I feel like I was attracting a lot of people going oh she looks amazing I want to look like that how do I do it yeah. but then I would not put them through what I did no. that didn't sit well with me that's not what I preach so I'm like the congruency piece mm-hmm. I would not get my clients to do this they were like idolizing me and then I'm like oh but you don't want to do this you don't know how I feel and so really just coming back to what was important to me and then yeah just like even the compliments yesterday like people are like you're glowing you look amazing you look so happy versus oh my god look at your body um you look amazing when I was suffering and putting my body through so much that hits fucking different yeah and nobody's sitting at your funeral being like Charles was the most shredded human they're like sitting there going she was happy she was down to earth she enjoyed life you know like lived a life yeah and I think as well being in the industry that you're in being health and fitness coach like how did did you tie do you feel like you tied a lot of your business and brand identity to your body well this is what happened right like I had my business before I even competed yeah and so I was who I kind of was now in a different light then and so it wasn't really about my body because I actually launched my business when I was in a build and I was at a higher body fat percentage Mm -hmm. but then after I had competed 
now that I had that to compare to, yes, like for sure it changed everything. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I had to look a certain way to be taken seriously then or if I went back to where I was, oh, she's let herself go and, and because people are looking at photos of like, when I was shredded and comp lean, but you don't mean like you look like that for like a fucking week, right? You can't maintain yeah. it. Yeah. And so now that I had that to compare to, I did worry a lot with what people thought, especially being a coach. Oh, has she gained all this body fat and lost control? Blah, blah, blah. Where it's like, you kind of had to put on body fat, right? Mm. Like I couldn't stay there. Um, and then like, obviously like you're not getting as much validation and all of that stuff. So yeah, that definitely did interfere, but I was really lucky in the way of like, you know, I've had mentors and stuff like that. So I have had, help and I, I believe if I hadn't done um personal development or self-development like it would have been a lot harder yeah. but I could I could go oh this is my ego yeah. oh this is what what it feels like to be out of alignment this is not being congruent um and I can see that potentially people were projecting on that physique like you know what I mean so yeah which is I have the intelligence to support that yeah and I said to you this morning or last night I obviously again am a client of yours the, where I started with you after we started building a friendship but I did not come to you and I've never hired a health and fitness coach off of their physique mm. I actually hire health and fitness coaches off of a their energy their frequency but also be the life they live right and you live a life that is the kind of life that aligns with where I want wanted to be and want to be you know I, I get up early and I train at the same time as you and I still wanted to have balance, but you know, like, uh, uh. well, there's nothing more repelling than going to a coach that's like fucking no days off, like, you know, meal plan, like only eat this, only eat that. Cause it's like, yeah, you're going to get results, but you're going to be fucking miserable yeah. and it's going to be short lived, but equally you actually can get awesome results without having to do that. Yeah. And so some people love that and that's mm. the type of person they want. Dave, David Goggins vibe, right? Like, yeah. and that's perfect for them but like you've got to find who works for you and that's the other thing like I always look at coaches and mentors and all of that that okay cool I want to go to them because I like the way that they hold themselves and how they live their life I don't want to go to someone who's like overly disciplined to the point of like you feel guilty for going out for a meal Mm. um but then I don't want to go to someone that is eating out every day too because I'm like well where's like that just doesn't feel good for me and like even going to coaches who fucking go to bed at a good time like I had a coach who was up at 3am doing check-ins. I'm like, well, if you're a coach, you should know the importance of sleep. That doesn't feel good to me either. So I look at what time are you going to bed? Do you go to gym? Are you consistent? And when you go on holiday, can you allow yourself to not track and or track, but still have a bit of flexibility? Like yeah. how do you live your life? And that's what I want in a coach and mentor. So of course you've come to me and we're very aligned because from day one, I'm just being myself. Mm. And that's why you were drawn to me because you're like, I like the way you live your lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And I loved that you were really open about, you know, competing. And I followed you when you were competing and were seeing you eat your rice cakes and, you know. I still love my rice cakes. Yeah, I have them every yeah, day. So yeah. don't diss the rice cakes. Don't diss the rice cakes. <laughs> but like, you know, eating it, like doing your peak week and stuff like that. And I was like, fuck, I, I actually look at that and I can appreciate the hard work Me and too. the sacrifice. And I know that that served you, you at that time. And, you know, you've learned a lesson and I'm all for leaning into doing hard things. So I, I don't think we should demonize. But not at a cost of your health. That yes. was the problem. Yeah. Because I'm the same. I really enjoyed it and the discipline. I'm so fucking proud of what I did. But equally, I really suffered mentally. It, it was damaging. I really damaged myself. And so that's not worth it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. But and, and I guess you can look at it now and, and not feel like a victim to that circumstance Absolutely. whilst you're you're trying to still you're still trying to fix like your cycle and stuff. My cycle is good now, but my metabolism. Okay. And that's why I've had to accept like the body fat gain and stuff like that and just being okay with being here. Um, but I'm not even like thinking it's not even my focus now. I'm like, wow, there's so much amazing things that are coming with it. So yeah, not a victim to it, just embracing it and knowing mm-hmm. that it's just one piece of my puzzle yeah um and one phase and all of this honestly all it's doing is making me an even more amazing coach because I have so much like I guess um what relatability like I know how people must be feeling through certain things or yeah being a coach and even being a business mentor like I just did a shoot with my team at like a body fat percentage that normally I wouldn't be comfortable in because I've had to do a lot of healing 
and that didn't stop me from doing it. So many coaches would just not do that. Mm. Um, and again, it's just like leading the way for redefining what a health and fitness coach has to do or has to look like. They always feel like they have to be shredded for that. Yeah. And so I'm just breaking free from what society thinks you have to do compared to what the fuck do I want to do and what feels good for me. Yeah. And it's like, fuck industry standards. Yeah. Like actually fuck that. And that's what makes you a leader Mm. is like, you know, your ability to just do things your way and speak about the things you want to speak about and be open and transparent. That's something you do well is open, open transparency. We're both very open and transparent, which is probably why, you know, we we were drawn to each other to be friends because there is no wall there. Mm. It's like the wall is see-through. Yeah. if, If it's there at all, you know? So um, and we really... And we can see each other's wall. We'll be like, dude... <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I, there's wall there. Like, yeah. we, we can call that forward. But equally, like, with the the high standards thing and the coaches, and I just... I think there's nothing more damaging and scary than a coach inflicting shame on someone because that's only going to push them further into their, their, their let's call it, block, whether yeah. it be a mindset thing or, you know, and... There's this fine line, isn't there, between enabling behaviour and, and needing to pull someone out of it, but also creating shame. And when we talk about those David Goggins-style coaches where they're like, go fucking hard and don't be... What does David Goggins say? Don't be a pussy bitch. Like, it, it's like there has to be a, a fine Well, line. I think that's why as a coach, like, your gift is meant to be reading humans. So my greatest ability, I would say, is I am very, very good at, like working with my individual to be like, I know when to push and I know when to pull this client. Mm. And so for some, they need that David Goggins vibe to actually do things, right? And for some, they need that nurturing. And that's why I just think it's so important to build a strong relationship with your client because so many coaches are just taking people on as another number. It's like, you don't know that human and you don't know what they work well with. And for you, Mel, like, you're very like me. Like, our lifestyle is very important to us. And if that's going to come out of cost of everything that you love, you wouldn't be doing this. So if you went with a coach that told you to do that, that's number one going to probably damage your relationship with your lifestyle if you did listen to them or it's going to push you away. And so it's, it's you being able to like recognize what that client needs. And for some, it's like, yeah, you go eat that meal. And for some, it's like, don't, you know, be a bit smarter with that you know what I mean so I just know when to push and when to pull um and I think as a coach if you are a coach and you don't like if you you don't know how to read humans you're in the wrong industry because that's what it is anyone can type up a training plan but not everyone can work with humans yeah that's that's, what it is it's important isn't it and and yeah it's it's one of those things where there are a lot of people in in let's say the coaching industry obviously we're both coaches that Maybe they're not necessarily in it for the humans. Absolutely not. Like, and of course, like I'm in this for the humans 100%, but I'm also in it for the money and the freedom and the flexibility and all of that stuff. But I think a lot of people are just in it for that part Mm. because they're looking at other people living this lifestyle that's glamorous. Oh, they can go and live in Bali with their laptop. And it's like, when you're actually working you kind of enjoy that stuff much like people that go down to the beach with their laptop I'm like get fucked like you can't even see the screen I can't even concentrate (laughs) like it's not that I'm in my home 90% of the time right working it's still a fucking job yeah and I still have a lot of freedom and I enjoy it and I've I've structured it so you know but it is a job and you're running you're you're running a business and that comes with sometimes sacrifice I would not want to go away and like sit by the pool and work because I need to be and also like I have a duty of care for my clients that I don't want to just be rushing a message because I'm squinting and I can't see I want to be in my office with like full undivided attention when I'm giving when a cert when I'm giving you a service you can trust that it's like I will make sure that I'm in the right mind I'm in the right space like I'm not just going to go sit by the pool and like type your program because like I would probably be rushing it yeah you know uh, yeah and that's like me being a mom and having my kids if I was sitting imagine you're paying me like thousands of dollars to coach you and I'm sitting there voice messaging you with my kids screaming in the background it's just not it it's not yeah. the vibe you have to treat your business like a business and and a lot of people do come into this industry the coaching industry as a whole and they kind of just think like they see the freedom-based businesses being ran and like they see us in Noosa recording a podcast and they're like I want that but 
we've worked our asses off this week to be here. And also, this is our free time on a Saturday and we're recording a podcast. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just, and we're not getting paid for this. We just want to do this. An overflow thing. Yeah, so people are looking at, like, oh, that's a great job, but it's like, and it is a fucking awesome job. There's no complaints here, but I'm just saying that if you're in it for the wrong reasons, it's going to bleed through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is, yeah, definitely about helping people, like, for sure. Like, I definitely wanted to be the coach that I needed, and yeah. And I think as well, like something that I was just going back to like our little conversation before about sacrifice and, and balance, getting to your goals actually does take a level of sacrifice. Ah, mate, the conversation that I have about this all the time, it's coaches that are like, no restrictions. Like, I was like, actually, you are going to have to be restricted. Otherwise, you could go in everything. Yeah. So I'm never going to be the coach. It's like, you know, you can come to me and there's going to be no restriction because I'm sorry if you want to lose body fat you are going to have to have restriction. If you want to create a good business, you are going to have to have restriction and sacrifice. Well, a deficit is restriction of calories. Like it is, yeah. it is, but it's knowing. And this is something that I really had to overcome was my mindset with food in that, okay, let's say I have X amount of calories. I could eat that in donuts. I could, but how's that going to feel? How am What's I the frequency? Feel? What's the frequency behind it? So for me, I've learned that it, I can have that donut maybe once a week or whatever or have a little mini Kit Kat every day and still have the sweets and the things that I want. But I want to make better choices because I look at the difference of how I feel when I eat. Well, I was just going to say to you, I think it's also a case of thinking of your future self. And so many people are in that mind just then. They want that instant fix and they're thinking, cool, I want the donut. Why can't I just have the donut? And like, cool, that's cool if you want it. But... Think of your future self. How are you going to be fueled for your session tomorrow? How are you going to feel? How is your skin going to look? And then how are you going to feel when your skin's breaking out? Like, you know, it, it's like a consequence. It's like that short-term sacrifice for long-term gain. But so many people these days just want that instant thing. They get a craving for something and they go fucking eat it straight away. And, okay, I'm not saying you can't have food freedom. However, if I was to go have all these donuts, I know my stomach's going to hurt. I'm going to feel sluggish for training the next day. Like maybe I'll save it for a weekend rather than having it that night. Like, you should be able to wait sometimes. If you're craving a pizza, like, that's cool, but maybe on the weekend might feel better rather than, right now I need this because I feel like it. Yeah. Ask Um, yourself why you want that. Is it aligning with your goals and the person you want to become? And sometimes, yeah, having the donut is. But also sometimes if you know that it's going to have the consequence of you're going to feel shitty and then you're going to feel like, you know, starving because if you're on a deficit and you have a donut at, or you could have had a massive chicken salad, one's going to keep you way more satiated and you're going to be far more uh, likely to stick to your goals because you're going to feel satisfied versus an empty cup. Yeah. And like, it, it's looking at it and going, what, what am I, why am I eating this? What do I want from this? What am I like? And, and understanding why you're having the food, because for me going to the cupboard all the time when I was, I was bored. Well, it's self-awareness. Yeah. It's, it's mindfulness. And a lot of people are forgetting about that mindfulness, right? Like you go to work and then the food truck comes around and it's like, ooh, that would be yum. And it's like, yeah, but you're probably just bored from work and you want a bit of dopamine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're not actually hungry and you don't need that thing. So, yeah, it's just like really being self-aware. And I always say being mindful because half the time the people that overeat, not binge eat, uh, overeat, there's a big difference. They're just not being mindful. They're like on autopilot or like, cool, I'm bored. Like, dude, I feel you. Like, I get so bored. And sometimes, and I just find myself walking to the cupboard, but I have that ability to stop and be like, drink some water. (laughs) Why am I here? Yeah, have a piece of chewy bait. Like, it's fine. Or if I'm trying to avoid something, right? The avoidance of snacks, distract. Um, Or if I'm feeling anxious, I snack. So I have to be very on top of my game. And I'm aware, right? So what do I do? I'll have a snack right I'll have snacks in the house that I know attract into my day Mm -hmm. so I might cut up some carrot and celery and dip and that's a good snack rather than snacking on cereal because I'm not actually there for the enjoyment I'm there for the crunch and the yeah so I may as well think of my future self now that I'm self-aware I can set myself up people when they get their cycles they're like oh sorry I've blown out of chocolate you're aware now so why don't you track it in or if you're not tracking like have your little single serves like you can still have it be Mm -hmm. smart like it happens once a month and then you're shocked every time you overeat. I'm like, yeah, come on. Like think of your higher self, really. Like what would your higher self, like the best, think of your best version of you, right? That, that person has achieved all the goals that you want to achieve and all of those things. What would they do? That's what I ask myself. What would my higher self do? Sometimes it is having the donut. Sometimes it's 
oh, okay, I, I feel like I don't have time to cook, go to the shop, get some lamb cutlets, get some veg, and cook my dinner. But by the time I sit in McDonald's drive-thru for fucking half an hour because they take forever, I could have gone to this, gone to Woolworths, got my veggies and my meat, cooked uh-huh. it because it literally takes six minutes to cook. But also, why are you not prepared? Like, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you're already you already know what you're doing. So it's like people that are then like, oh, I had no time, and this is why I always say fail to prepare, prepare to fail. If you get into a routine of every Sunday doing your grocery shop so you have enough for the week, you shouldn't have to have that problem. And meal prep. And meal prep. Has been a lifesaver because obviously, again, I'm a mum. I'm busy. I'm working. I've got businesses. I'm doing all of the things. Meal prep is a fucking lifesaver. Do I always want to do it on a Sunday? No. Some days we're at motocross until five o'clock. I'm meal prepping six, seven at night, eight o'clock at night. Then it's done for the week. It's done for the whole week. No clean up. Lunch every day is done. Some t- some dinners like it's done, and it's it's pushing out, pushing past that. Oh, I don't really want to do this. But also, I don't really want to eat shit all week. So choose your yeah. hard. It's that higher frequency too, right? It's like you know every day when you have that, it feels so much better. Because half the time, right, if you just say you skipped your meal prep and then you're buying takeaway all week, you actually wouldn't even enjoy the meal prep because you now hold yourself to a high standard. You almost go, oh, like I know I should be having my meal prep. So you don't even sit there and enjoy it because you know you're being like lazy. Yeah. Right? Versus someone who's never meal prepped, they wouldn't even notice the difference. Yeah. But now that you've done it, there's no going back. No. Because it feels different now. Literally. And do you know what I think? Doing your food shop on the Sunday and then meal prepping, you feel the feeling and the energy I and the love it that you feel after you feel it's like making your bed in the morning you know how people say make your bed in the morning and it will set you up to, for a productive day because you feel accomplished yeah it's the same with meal prep i actually want to eat my meal prep because i'm like i i, I pushed out of my bloody past my block of like i don't can't be bothered doing this and i did it but it just makes you feel motivated and we know that motivation we can't only rely on that but it is good to it's a big part feel motivated. well can i just say as well it's like how are it's the frequency thing like i fucking love grocery shopping i fucking love meal prepping and the reason being is because i've made it a positive experience right so what do i do sunday morning it's a bonding experience between me and my partner we go to gym we go get coffee. We get our little coffees that I have my little coffee treat on the weekend. I go to take away coffee once or twice a week. You fucking cute little cunts. And <laughs> we go to our grocery shop and I love the coffee. So I love the grocery experience and I love food and I've created a good relationship with food. So it's no longer I'm scared to do the grocery shop because I don't have self-control, right? I then go home. I love cooking delicious, healthy meals because I put on good music. I'm like, you know, just had a shower. I'm in my pajamas, say if I'm cooking a dinner and it's a good energy exchange. It feels so good for me. Whereas people like are so stressed. They're rushing home. Like, fuck, I have to eat this. And it's like a chore versus like doing a grocery shop where you take your time. It feels good. You have the list. And so even meal prep, I actually prep my partner's meals because I enjoy it and I want him to feel good. And then during the week it's like we enjoy our meals and we know we're closer to our goals and so I put the music on and it's like a whole vibe versus like oh I have to cook his meals I hate cooking it's like of course if you tell yourself that you're gonna loathe it you're like romanticizing your chore yeah like romanticizing your chore I mean like that's for me cleaning my house I use it as an experience as an experience as an opportunity to make it an experience and I listen to a podcast yeah like I'll listen, stacking. yeah listen to like Andrew Huberman or something that's it's quite long because I know it's going to take me a few hours to clean I put my headphones in and I listened and I, it's a whole thing rather than me or I'll put music on and dance while I do it rather than oh, I've got to clean the house it's like I get I get this time to well, this is a whole nother topic isn't it to clean myself yeah we it's could do like, a whole podcast you don't have to you get to yeah. it's, it's switching your mindset and yeah we won't go too deep into that but that's really helped me with training with food with all of this I don't have to hit my steps I get to we're move my body too. like we're, I feel like we're both, like right now this podcast oh it's about to, it's busy now wow. we might have to end in a minute we won't be able to hear but we get to sit here and do this from overflow we don't have to do this it's not a this chore. doesn't feel like work no, do you know why? Because we're living in alignment versus mm. if you were doing a job that were like, oh, fuck, I have to talk about this topic. You're forcing it and it's so hard to speak versus like we would have this chat on our own. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. we're literally, this is the type of conversations we have. Yeah. So it's like, it's just, and it, and also we love helping people and creating impact. So this feels good knowing that someone's going to listen to this and be like, fuck, this feels good for me. Yeah. This might change their life. Mm. Right? One word, one thing. And so... 
whilst we're loving it too, we know that it's also helping people and that's one of our missions. Mm. So. And we also are giving people insight on what they get to have and get to be. And that's not to say that everyone's not where we're at, but I would have killed for to even know that this type of connection and friendship was available mm -hmm. because it felt for so long I felt so alone and like there's no one out there. No one's ever going to get me. Yeah. No one's ever going to be on like my level where we can just drop things. And I've dreamt of having a friend where we'd be able to go away together. I convinced myself that friends just weren't for me. Yeah. I was like, there's just no one out there. So yeah. maybe I'm just a weirdo and like... People don't really like me. People don't get me. People judge me. Or I, I just thought... Because I'd, I'd go out and I'd come home and I'd be like, oh, fuck, that was draining. And I'm like, clearly friends just aren't for me and I'm an introvert. Yeah. And I'm like, I was only... An, massive introvert because I was hanging around the wrong people yeah now like I could go away with my best friends for like a week and be fine yeah and and this is a big thing for people guys you should be if you're leaving catch-ups or, or friendships catching up with a friend feeling depleted or drained there's probably some cleaning up in that friendship that needs to happen or it's probably an out of alignment friendship you should be leaving your friends feeling uplifted yeah I believe and and it's not – I think people are going out there and they're trying to create these expansive friendships that are forced. Can you see the word trying? It's like yeah. we never tried. This fell into our lap, right? But what we did was we held the space of not just welcoming in all these random friendships for the sake of it. This wouldn't have happened. We wouldn't have had the capacity. Mm. Whereas I held the space of having no friends for so long. Same. Not no friends, but just like, you know, like Feeling I didn't. Alone. And And so that welcoming, like now I have such solid friendships. I've got about four besties that are like my ride or dies. And I wouldn't have had that if I kept entertaining these other friendships, which again is a whole nother convo, but it's like, it's like relationships, right? What I notice is as soon as you're fucking actively seeking a relationship, you grab onto the first person that strokes your ego and you're like, damn, my dream man. Versus the people that are generally not looking for a relationship find the most perfect one like I did. Mm. I did not want a boyfriend. I've been with my partner for like 11 years now. Um, and it just worked because we weren't in that desperation energy of just attracting anyone. Yeah, but it's again a frequency thing. And I think we met at a, a personal development like event, right? And a lot of people, they ask, how can I find friendships? Like, how can I find expansive, deep, connected friendships with lots of safety? Do you know how? Do you know how you do that? You be the deep, expansive, connected, out of your comfort zone friend first, right? You have to be that person to be able to attract that person. So, mm. you know, I wasn't going to that event expecting that I was going to find you weren't there for that. It I was, was No, I was there to be expanded. And then naturally, I attracted. Because it's like the piece of like you need to be putting yourself in those rooms, but equally that's not enough. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, you need to be putting yourself in those rooms, but you can't just sit there. No. <laughs> right? You've got to be talking to the person yeah. and having that energy. And so, like, we would 100% encourage you to put yourself in rooms, but also that's not enough. Yeah, but you also can't just sit there and go, I'm not doing anything expansive in my life, yet I want expansive friends. Mm, because then you're You are gonna, a mirror. But you, the, firstly, the frequency, you're not going to... Life attracts life. You're not going to attract those expansive friends because you're not being expansive. So I was being an expansive human and expanding myself constantly before I attracted expansive friends. If we did it like two years ago, we would have attracted... You know, and I was attracting competitors and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because you're yeah. in that community in that world. But anyways, the rain is just started. So we are going to wrap this up. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. I, I love our chats. And honestly, like, I could talk to you all day and we will. Like, we'll yeah. end this enough. <laughs> we got the weekend together, so. We, we are. We're going to do a bit of shadow work at some stage. Ooh, we're doing that today. We did discuss doing it on the podcast, but we decided to keep that just for our... And I think that's good to do. And I who knows, so. maybe next potty app we can reflect. I think doing it whilst we're immersed isn't the vibe no, afterwards to we reflect. We can recap. Yeah. But thank you so much for having me, my love. Yeah, and um, yeah. I hope someone got a bit of value today. Thanks. Bye, guys.